Hey guys, this is Ravina. And this is Rujitha. And you're listening to the newest episode of All Talk, No, no Action. Action. So this episode, we decided to talk about something kind of sentimental. And those are the silver linings in our life. Any unfortunate event or anything bad that happens in our life, we've come to realize that there's always something to gain out of it. And we just wanted to talk about what those are in our lives. And maybe that could help you guys think of some silver linings in your life. Oh, we want to preface this by saying that we do lead pretty privileged lives. <laughs> and obviously we haven't been to, through anything like terribly bad. But I think that's not ne like necessarily the point of that episode. I think we can just find silver mm -hmm. linings in your life no matter what life you live. Yeah, everyone, no matter who you are, has gone through something and that's been like less than ideal yeah and it's affected everyone in their own specific way and it's really i think it's really valuable to reflect on that type of thing and i know there's some situations where it's a lot harder to find yeah. something good out of it like especially depending on the situation but i don't know i just think it's a really good thing to i think it's a good mentality to adopt because you can mm -hmm. always focus on the bad but if you focus on the good it, it distracts you at least yeah from the bad Okay, so, um, you can start. Okay, so, I'm gonna talk about injury. So, I run cross-country and I run track, and those are, those sports are obviously, like, really demanding on the body. So, when I first started, I was, like, a freshman, and I didn't have a lot of expectations going in. I kind of just did it as a way to stay in shape for, like, badminton. But I eventually, by the time I was a sophomore, I became pretty good. And my first season of cross country, my sophomore year, went so smoothly. Like I didn't get injured. I could run as high mileage as I wanted, as low mileage as I wanted, basically without any consequences. But that only lasted like a few months. And then after that, I was pretty much, it felt like I was in like an injury cycle for like the next little, little bit. I ended up getting a stress fracture over quarantine. And then another one a year later, right now, which I'm still like dealing with. And so the one this year hit me pretty hard because it was my senior season and losing my senior season was definitely not something I expected, but it also allowed me to take a step back for the first time in three years, pretty much, where running didn't have to be my focus in my life or I didn't have to worry about, there's a guy jogging behind me. Very relevant to the Read story. the room, sir. <laughs> But it was the first time I didn't have to focus about my performance or stress about whether or not I was pushing myself hard enough at practice or doing all the right things. And it was the first time I could take a step back and prioritize like other things in my life, like friends, <laughs> not doing anything productive, um, <laughs> college apps even. And it just made me realize like you can't put all your energy or self-worth into just one activity eggs in one basket e eggs in one basket yes because you need to be like a complete person and if you just focus if you spend your whole life just after one goal or focusing on one thing as soon as that thing gets taken away you like you'll lose all sense of self and even when that thing's going great like you're still not a complete person you'll never just like be completely happy so i guess like the silver lining is that i became a more complete person because of my injury 
and I found other things in my life that make me happy besides just running. Where do you think you'd be if you, like right now in this moment, if you were never injured and you're still running your senior season? I think like, obviously that would have been great, but I think, I think I would have still kind of felt like running was my everything. Mm -hmm. And I think I would have had a lot less fun my senior year because obviously like Friday nights would be spent like going to bed early for like a race the next day or like a long run or I would be like focused on doing all the right things for myself in terms of like eating enough, sleeping enough. And not saying that those things aren't important, but when you're not in season or competing, you can always like loosen up on those things. And it just felt really nice to just be a normal person for once instead mm -hmm. of just thinking about my sport 24-7. Yeah. Nice. But having a senior season would have been nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't doubt that. Okay, do you um, want to go? Okay, sure. I guess I'll talk about quarantine. Um, I think this one's a lot more obvious. Everyone knows, everyone had their own experiences with quarantine. Um, for some people, it was a lot more serious. Um, but I know a lot of us just felt like, I don't know, it was just very- running so fast. Wow. Holy shit. Okay, King. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just captivated. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, I think no matter how, like, alone that period of time felt and how terrible and restricted everyone felt, especially- for both of us since neither of us could drive <laughs> terrible <laughs> and neither of us or at least i didn't see anyone for a very long time it just especially after sophomore year which wasn't the best year of high school going into just being alone for like nine months straight was not a great time um i think it led to a lot of issues <laughs> but overall i think now obviously i don't if I could have prevented, if for some reason I could have prevented COVID from ever happening, <laughs> I would have. But I think I'm I think the thankful. Of deaths yeah, kind yeah. of outweigh the benefits. I think I'm I'm thankful for the experience that I had, even though it was so so bad at times. I think it was just really necessary for me to grow and change as a person and realize that like spending so much time alone made me realize what parts of myself I did not like at all and that it it showed me that I could change those parts and I didn't just have to live with myself and like mm -hmm. just kind of you know like distract myself with all these other things in my life when I could really just go to the root of the problem you know does that make sense what I'm trying to what, say what part of yourself do you think changed the most um I don't know I think just like my mindset about life i i think i was very focused with all these external things like school and friends and that kind of made up my happiness but over quarantine i started to realize that if i want to change and if i want to be a happier person it has to come from me trying i think i got even during quarantine i got so obsessed with just staying in this like horrible state that i was in that i didn't i didn't even want to try to like get better but i think i slowly learned that it's okay to improve like and that sounds kind of <laughs> stupid but like because don't you want to improve but i don't know i just i just i don't know <laughs> no i got i got what you're saying 
you get like content with like it just feels like the new norm and you uh -huh. just content get content with like your way of life yeah. that it's just like too difficult to change i got too used to being at the level that i was at <laughs> that i didn't realize that i can improve as a person that i don't know quarantine has kind of helped me realize that if i have to spend all this time with myself i should at least like myself <laughs> Yeah, crippling self-hate was not the move during that time. Um, yeah, but I know everyone had a very similar experience of quarantine, I'm sure. Um, um, I can I can talk about my silver linings in quarantine. Um, before quarantine... Are you done? No, I'm done. Okay. Before quarantine, I think I was a very ritualistic person in that I had... I think I've always, like, I've always had kind of, like, high expectations for myself, but that really just, like, culminated sophomore year, and I was, like, very, like, schedule-driven, very, like, type A. I needed everything planned out, and I needed it all to go, like, my way, and I couldn't handle, like, any type of spontaneous change whatsoever, and then quarantine was literally that. Like, it was <laughs> completely unexpected, and it completely shattered every like schedule every plan I had set for myself and for the first time I had nothing to do like sophomore year was the busiest year of my life and I would like leave the house at like five in the morning and come home at like 8 p.m some days and it was awful and it completely destroyed me as a person in some ways like I I was always like doing something I was always occupied and I could never be alone with just my thoughts because I really just mm -hmm. like didn't like that person when I was and then quarantine just took all of that away and like for the first time I like saw what was left of me and I realized I like really disliked that <laughs> person. And so for a while I really cut myself off from people. Like, and I don't think it was obvious to the people I saw because I did, I like lived near some of my friends. So I did see them, like we'd go on like bike rides and stuff, but like beyond that, I completely cut myself off from like so much of the world. And I didn't even want to go back into that world mm -hmm. just because like, in some ways, it was, like, a huge relief that I didn't have to try, I guess. Or like, perform. Perform, try. Just, like, even just, like, look like I had it together. Because, like, I was so good at doing that sophomore mm -hmm. year. And I think for a while, I was just, like... Like, I, I think I did, like, the 180, like, in quarantine. <laughs> or, like, days where I would just, like, spend the entire day just, like, doing absolutely nothing. And I kind of hated that person, too. Because, like, I was, like, so unproductive. Oh, he's walking now. Hmm. Just a little break. Good for him. And so quarantine just, like, made me realize, like, there ha there's, like, a balance in life. Because if you overwork yourself to, like, to the point where you're, like, dying, then it's, like, not, not, not literally dying, like, <laughs> mentally dying, then it's, like, that's obviously not great. But then if you do, like, the 180 and absolutely, like, do nothing with your life and just, like, rot away, like, I felt like I was rotting away. Mm-hmm that's not great for your mental or physical health either so quarantine made me realize like there has to be a balance and i don't know i went into junior year feeling a lot more balanced as a person than i did before in my life yeah i think i think i kind of felt the opposite switch so i think sophomore year i kind of just went to school did my school things and just went home and kind of mm -hmm. just like rotted away but like, I, I didn't, when I think about that time, I don't remember me as, like, an actual person, you know? I'm just, 
it kind of feels like I'm just like a shell mm -hmm. of a person experiencing a life around me. But as quarantine hit, I started to appreciate the things that I could do, like for myself. And I started to branch out because I think before what was preventing me from really trying new things was, I guess, like seeing other people and the fact that they would all see like anything I did you know mm -hmm. like at school but when you're alone I guess you have so much more time and space for experimenting and I don't know I think it opened an opportunity for me to kind of realize who I really was and what type of things I wanted to do and mm -hmm. that I have like an actual personality yeah. on my own outside of like just school and like just my daily activities so I think that led to a very different school experience like going to junior year which I wouldn't say about better but <laughs> it was definitely more of a whole experience I would say that's good I, I completely agree um so for our next silver lining we're gonna lighten it up a bit because <laughs> quarantine was a lot for everyone and I'm gonna talk about my referral so <laughs> I'm a pretty, I would say I'm a pretty good student. I wouldn't put myself in the delinquent category until senior year, gov class. So it was like, it was a Thursday, block day. So that's when we have each, half the classes for two hours each. So after lunch, I directly had two hours of gov and then I would go home for the day. So this is when I had just recently found out I was injured and I was no longer able to play badminton which is like the other sport I do. But that information hadn't really been processed throughout like the system yet. So I was excused for a badminton game that day on our like school's attendance system. So I was excused at 12.30. I'm, I'm passionately angry about this. <laughs> I was excused on Infinite Campus, which is our attendance system at 12.30, which is right after lunch. So at 12.30, me, Ravina, and another friend went for lunch. I took my car and I left campus. But before that, I talked to my gov teacher. I was like, hey, like, I'm excused on infinite campus for a badminton game. So I'm leaving at 1230. Is there anything I'm missing in this class? And she was like, oh, no, it's like a work day. Good luck in your game. And so I left. And then the next day, my mom gets a call from this teacher. And she's like, I found out Rajuta lied about her badminton game and ditched school. And I was like, I did not lie. I didn't know when the game was. I was just leaving when I was dismissed on infant camp. Anyways, there's apparently a lot of nuances in the story, which I was unaware of. But end of story, or to conclude, she gave me a referral. And I was called up to the office, not once, but twice the ne that day. Where I missed a good two and a half hours of my education. And <laughs> my teacher, the assistant principal looked me up and down and she said, it seems like you were just trying to ditch class. And I was completely, sh I was shocked. I was like, do I look like the type of student that ditches class? Like, yes, I was ditching class, but I have a solid alibi for it. And I told them that I was planning on going to the badminton game and I didn't know when I, the bus was leaving. So I left at 12.30 when Infinite Campus dismissed me. And then even after hearing this foolproof excuse, the assistant principal goes, no, you're getting a referral and you have to get Saturday school. For some reason, I lost it. Like it had been a rough week. I had found out I had a stress fracture, like it wasn't great. There wasn't a lot keeping me together and clearly that just 
escalated it and I like broke down in the assistant principal's office but I wasn't like speaking I was just like I was just like like crying like a little but mostly I was like shaking I remember that that's really awkward oh, no. I feel bad for her she must have been she did not know what to say and then she sent me back to my gov class because she called me out during gov so she sent me back to my gov class and then I had to face the teacher that gave me a referral and she has the audacity to tell me I'm doing this for your own good Okay, this just sounds like a really bad situation right now. But the silver lining is, is that the next day we had a homecoming party. It was a white lies party. And I got to write, I didn't get a referral as my white lie. No, there were more silver linings. We ended up going to Saturday school. Oh, we yeah. and Irina got Saturday school together. Um, I actually got Saturday school because I'm literally never on time to school. She has 12 <laughs> tardies and counting. But now it's zero because the quarter is oh, over. true. But so we went to Saturday school and we got our work done. But the catch is we, we went showed up goth. We dressed up as goth and that was just a great time. I found out the silver lining to the whole situation is that I found out I look really good in black, in black lipstick. lipstick and eyeliner and clothing. Yeah. I think you should tell your girl teacher that. I think I think she doesn't deserve to know that. This teacher is also the same teacher that refused to round up my grade 0.09%. I think this is also to going to a public forum. <laughs> oh. Well, but she's great. I love her. No names were no names revealed. We're fine. <laughs> you don't even know what school we go to, guys. It's okay. Yeah, in our Alaska location. Yeah. Okay. The blizzard is gone, by the way. And now it's a sunny, one, sunny day. <laughs> we're outside in the park. It's wild up in here. <laughs> um... Okay, I'll do a lighthearted one too. So that was supposed to be lighthearted. I don't know. That might have made the viewers really sad. No, I think that was lighthearted. A small student, uh, smart students fall from grace. <laughs> a redditor's dive into turmoil. <laughs> okay, sorry, that's my leg. Um, uh, I guess. Okay, so I'll do freshman year. I so everyone that I knew was taking a zero hour. So everyone. I took a zero yeah. hour. Okay. But we all came from our, our nerd middle school and we all wanted to stack our classes and take like extra science classes. And me being me, um, as I previously mentioned, I'm always late. I did not want to wake up early because I also live very far away from my school. Well, it's not that far, but like it's a, it's a, it's it's like a, a drive. It's a 13 minute drive. Yeah, okay, That's like too specific. Oh, sorry. <laughs> In Alaska. <laughs> In Alaska. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so I just didn't want to wake up early and um so instead i took a seventh hour which is after school like ends and the people that take seventh hours are the people that do like soccer because they have to because they like don't get enough classes otherwise i don't know but it's a strange so system. i assume that seven seventh hour was like the last period of the day but i quickly found out that this was actually not the case um, and that seventh hour was like after everyone had already left school and after clubs had already finished. Um, so this kind of led to me just going to my seventh hour after all my all my freshman friends were out hanging out at Starbucks. <laughs> I can assure you, you missed nothing. <laughs> oh, I know, but I I just like kind of went to English and then went home. And then I at first I was like okay with it. I was like you know what whatever. I don't need to be hanging out with all these friends. Um, but then I was like, wait, you guys are all making friends. <laughs> like, because they would meet in the library. Yeah. Every single day. That was the form of, I, I guess that was like the main form of friendship uh -huh. in our group. And then I just like wouldn't know anyone because I wouldn't go to the library. And I think my silver lining 
it's kind of okay it's kind of stupid but like i realized that don't tell them that let them conclude that themselves <laughs> but it kind of made me realize that i do want to be involved with my friends and i kind of always thought of myself as someone who didn't really need to go out and try to make friends i was always satisfied with the people i knew and i just didn't care to meet more people but i think i realized that there's so much for me to meet there's so like there's so many types of people that i want to meet i'm not saying that that's who we were all talking to in the library exactly <laughs> but um there's the people uh, at the library are best left in the library <laughs> <laughs> i think that actually made zero difference yeah. to my life but in the moment it kind of made me realize like wow i do want to meet new people i'm at this huge school so like what am i doing i think that was hours? pretty significant for me too because i had practice after school like every single day mm -hmm. for like the majority of the school year so i would go to the library for like 15 minutes and i remember seeing like the progression from everyone not knowing each other in those 15 minutes so yeah. i'd stick with my friends to my friends all of a sudden having like a whole different friend group in the library and me being like like when did this happen like it literally yeah. happened overnight and i very much did not feel a part of it uh -huh. because of like like obviously I had, like other things going on at the time but i don't think many of those friendships lasted too far yeah so it's honestly okay looking yeah. back no because i think going into freshman year i was kind of going to see that year as like a redemption arc i was gonna like make new friends that didn't know me in middle school and i don't know like actually use my own personal new skills to <laughs> make friends but then I would go to the library like once in a while like after seventh hour just if some of my friends were still there and i'd be like wait who are all these other people yeah. why am i not friends with them and then i was like oh no i'm behind again <laughs> like no i definitely yeah. felt like that because like, like going minute, from eighth guys. grade like going from eighth grade where and like middle school where we i feel like neither of us were just like really friends with anyone hey, hey. except each other yeah but and clearly that's all that lasted throughout all these <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, so honestly, don't feel too sad about that. But I guess that's just one thing that made me realize that... It made me realize that I want to be social, yeah. but that I don't necessarily want to be social with... I'm not going to say it. Never mind. It's fine. <laughs> Moving on. But yeah, I do... I, I realize that I do find value in making new friends, whether those friendships are like going to be long term or not it's just always good to meet yeah. pe new people that's, that's what i meant and i think before like this is completely off topic i feel like but also sorry there are kids like screaming in the background so hope you can't hear that i like how every episode we have a different background noise the kids in alaska just play really rough yeah it's like yeah. snow the snow's like 10 feet deep right now they're using pitchforks right Holy now shit. it's kind of wild <laughs> oh my god point? his head came off <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the gulags. Oh my god, this is gonna turn into like um the story a storytelling podcast. A story time podcast? No, you know like Welcome to Night Vale. It's like a radio show. Oh, I was thinking of like Gabby Hanna stuff. Oh what the fuck? No, sorry. What if mom <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you had a point. Okay, wait, what was it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, I just I that made me realize that I do like social socializing and that I have I did need to get better because freshman year I was just so bad and I honestly think that practice after school could have helped <laughs> but yeah it that, made me realize that I wanted to get that practice in the first yeah, place yeah and then I think that led me to reaching out and doing things that involve me meeting new people like meeting new people in my classes clubs getting a job 
like all these things that led me to have the better social skills that I do now kind of started because of that moment in freshman year um so yeah even though the like concrete effects of that didn't really last very long mm -hmm. it kind of changed my mindset a bit that's that's solid that's a pretty good explanation for me too <laughs> i also went way too long for something not that important <laughs> no i think it is important though like i think like the mindset shift just of like i always like wrote myself off as like not a very extroverted person mm -hmm. or like as one of those people that's just not good at talking to yeah. new people or like making new friends or effectively communicating like my personality wow that sounds like very yeah. like like a business deal but like <laughs> no honestly like i i always thought like i have these set friends and if i make new friends it's because they're all mutual friends with yeah, my already yeah. set friends like i didn't think i could go out and make new friends by myself uh -huh. and then just not even having that opportunity to my freshman year made me realize like no like this is something that like would actually benefit me yeah. like, that i actually value so then maybe i'll like try a little harder uh -huh. honestly i think sophomore year i like i talked to a lot more like types of people yeah. at least like i met a lot of people through running and like just sports and badminton that i became a more social person and more like not i, I don't think i was ever uptight or like i don't think i was uptight at all just like a more less less reserved like, reserved person and yeah. i started like putting myself out there in like groups more and now i consider myself like a fairly balanced person in terms of like extrovertedness introvertedness yeah, yeah. no i think i feel like pretty much the exact same way i think solid <laughs> <laughs> nice but i i was like terrified to even try to make new friends because you know, like, if you don't really have a lot of experience with that. Because I've known my friends for a very, very long time. That too, yeah. The friends we've had right now, both of us have known since, like, for more than a decade. Uh -huh. Yeah, so neither of us ever really needed to make new friends, especially, like, in high school. But I think sophomore and junior year, I really did try. And that practice led me to realizing that I do like meeting new people. And I, I genuinely like making these connections with all these new people and I can't be like hiding behind the fact that I will always have these friends because yeah. like that's not a guarantee oh shit <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> okay um do you want to do that one? okay sure okay yeah so we have one more oh my god these Holy kids shit. are eating each other oh my god their limbs stop it <laughs> so we have this game in Alaska called um bite the bullet oh I'm doing now so they all, <laughs> they all execution they all style. stand in a line with shotguns and the task is you have to open your mouth wide open and as soon as the bullet, bullet in your teeth and if you you don't catch it and if you don't die you get to be executed in front of the entire city oh wow that's the that's the winning that's no, no, the that's prize losing. But then the oh, person oh. that wins... But I don't think you need to get executed again. I think you would just die no, no, but if, if you, you don't. Oh, if you don't. Okay. See, that's actually why I have half a fake tooth. Uh -huh. Because little mishap in that game, I wasn't perfect mm -hmm. in my timing one time. The bullet, like, yeah, hit yeah. me a little bit. That's actually why I have a concussion. Oh, yeah. Because I, like, didn't bite the bullet at the right time, and then I fell backwards, and I hit my oh, head. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Okay, anyways. What the fuck? I don't know if that's censored. But... I'm sorry. Um, what the frick? <laughs> no, no, not the not the word. The whole story. <laughs>
but okay. Frick, you can do Frick too. So we're gonna talk about something that we both relate to as that's having um a difficult and unique first name. Okay. So my name is Rujita and it's literally spelled R-U-J-U-T-A. And my name is Ravina and unlike most people thinking it's not spelled with an I, it's actually two E's. Ravina. Oh no. Oh god, there's me. They the have kids skateboards. Have they have and a shotgun bullets. in their pocket. <laughs> Keep walking. We're not oh playing your Keep going, guys. We can't do this again. <laughs> We've already lost so much. <laughs> My teeth. Anyways. Brain cells. I think people hear my name and they just assume me to be like strange, like Indian mm -hmm. or like, I don't know what they say. Like, you know, when people, when you hear like a person, an Indian person's really long name, I feel like people are like, Ugh. but it's not <laughs> even like a long Indian name. It's just like, my name is just not a common name, period. Also thinking of long Indian names in a bad way is that its own problem. Yeah, that, that is not acceptable. You should not if you be do doing that, that. Then you, you, you are suck. the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Play the game. <laughs> Execution. Get on the line. <laughs> but, so my name, I just think my name is like such an odd name, like Rujitha, like, it doesn't sound particularly Indian, like, it doesn't have, like, the Indian name qualities, and it it doesn't really sound like, a, like, an actual name, so, like, I feel like a lot of people hear that name. I've been called Rahuta, Rajuta is the most common one mm -hmm. for, like, white people. Ru. Ru. Ru is actually the name I started going by. Actually, that was named. That's a different story, that'll be in another episode, I'll save that. But... Okay, once I was called Daruda, and that really just hurt my, like, self -com. It was at, like, a badminton tournament, too, like, so they should have known who I was. They're like, Daruda Sane. Oh, no. But the point is, I feel like, in some cases, my name can be, like, a pretty cool conversation starter. Because I don't think, I don't think every non-Indian person is biased, obviously. Like, I think there's some people who are genuinely interested in, like, foreign cultures. And wanting to learn yeah. about your name and how to actually pronounce it. And I think my name in those situations is just like a really cool like insight into myself I can like share with people mm -hmm. and like how to actually say it and like what it means. And I don't know, it kind of restores my faith a little bit in just America right <laughs> now because it makes me realize like not everyone is so divided on, I don't know, like issues like race yeah. or like seemingly immigrants. And people are like willing to learn and yeah. change their mindsets. Also. I remember when I was little, I really wanted a white name, like, oh, like so a white, badly. and my name is pretty easy to pronounce, people get it very easily, like, it's just spelling that's a problem, I actually went to Einstein <laughs> yesterday, and they wrote Perfina on my receipt. Is that Einstein from Alaska? Yeah. Yes. Um, Eskimo Bagel. <laughs> Eskimo Bagel. <laughs> I really really wanted a white first name but and I don't especially my friendships with like non-Indian people my race isn't like a huge part of the friendship I mean when I'm friends with like Indian people uh, we can obviously relate on these types mm -hmm. of things but I don't like obviously I don't really bring it up a lot you know because I don't think anyone really does bring up their own race a ton but I get it's really nice when people are like oh like what does your name mean or like wait how do you mm -hmm. spell it and I can talk about like what like what language I speak and like where I come from because I don't know, I don't really ever talk about it, but it's just it's especially now that I'm getting older and I'm not really able to speak my language as much. <laughs> yeah. 
it's nice to have that one connection to my culture and I don't know it's just a name is something so like it's just stuck with you for the rest of your life I mean you can obviously change your name but it's like it just defines you yeah and it's I don't know I just come to appreciate my own name yeah Yeah. no I, I really feel that like it reminds you that I'm still Indian, even though I haven't uh-huh. been to India in like a quick minute. And, and no matter, can't really speak yeah. the language super well and don't know a lot of traditions. Yeah. But you know, I'm still Indian. I'm and still no matter Catholic. how whitewashed I feel, I always have this connection. Yeah. Yeah. So, past me who wanted my name to be like Jaden or some shit. I wanted my name to be Alex for the longest time. Oh my time. god. No, Alex I wanted my name to be place. Miles. Oh. But like a girl Miles. You told me that in 8th grade. So this is very recent yeah. actually. Mm, four years. A lot can happen in four years. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Okay, actually, I'm coming up with one on the spot that's kind of similar Wait, I this? came up with one on the spot too. Oh Let's my go. god. Is it like similar to this? Wait, no. Oh, okay, whatever. But, okay, so I'll, I'll say mine. Um, I used to feel so okay i still kind of feel bad about this but i felt so bad about losing my culture over time and i like when i so when i go to india i like speak my language to my mm-hmm. relatives and everything i get so good when i go to india yeah. for like, three weeks and i speak straight uh-huh. my language for yeah. three weeks but <laughs> we're just not even saying it. but okay so but when i came home when i come home it like slowly goes away again because I've over time my parents have become more lenient before they would make sure I only spe- spoke my language at home but I've I've devolved it's into sort of sad seeing like I know. your parents just like give up yeah I'm I like, know you know speak English I've, I can't like, understand you I've devolved into sort of mostly speaking English at home with like occasional my, my language, language. <laughs> my language <laughs> but that is actually the word actually my like... language not the name of no, no, no. my language Please don't think that <laughs> but I think you're stupid yeah. if you do. and I think even before I was like suppressing I think every person of color has gone through this like suppressing their own oh culture God, yeah. and not wanting be wanting to be like the the one Indian that's like not super Indian or like the one that gets like white people things yeah. and I think after so many years of that I I've come to really appreciate and genuinely love my culture yeah. I, before I used to be like, no, I just wish I was white or, like, I don't know. I just wish I wasn't Indian because there's like the there's the whole bad, the like, connotation of being Indian that I feel like every young, like brown person, that lives in America kind of carries with them. But I feel like I've I've really come to appreciate my culture and I do genuinely want to learn more. I want to learn to read my language. Oh, that's the stretch. That's very hard. I was, what, at one point, I could, like, sight read words. Really? Yeah, because every summer my grandma used to come here, and then she'd, like, give me, like, a sentence. She'd, like, say a sentence mm-hmm. in my language, and I'd write it down, and then sometimes she'd, like, write down sentences. And this was, like, fourth grade, so I think I was just, like, maybe I was just more intelligent back no, then, because I can't even imagine I, doing that now. I used to read, I, like, when I was younger, I was never, like, fluent in, like, reading, but... I was able to write and read so I can't even write my name anymore. Oh, I can't either. I don't recognize any characters anymore. That is so sad. But see, like, when I could do all these things, I didn't like the fact that I could do these things. And I, like, I was, like, definitely forced Uh by my parents to, like, 
stay in touch with like, my yeah, language yeah. and my culture. And even when I was little, like, I look at old videos of myself when I was, like, really little. And I was speaking, like, fluently. And I remember I would be ashamed to speak that, la- like, my language in public. Oh, like, if yeah, If I was, sure. like, at the mall or something and my mom was, like, yelling at me, um, I would respond in english because i was like no there's like white people yeah. around but i, I don't know it's more embarrassing I knowing just... that you're being yelled at in english than a foreign language <laughs> but i don't know i just wish i could go back and like tell myself to keep speaking my language because i i just think it's so valuable and it makes me really sad that i just can't anymore and like even when i go to india it's gonna be so awkward with my disgusting grammar <laughs> Like, and it's not even, like, a sentimental way. It's just gonna be embarrassing. No, no, like, for sure. No, I get that. But I think this whole experience has genuinely made me want to be more involved in my culture. Yeah. And hopefully, at some point, try more to learn my own language. Or just even just, like, reconnect with, uh-huh. like, the things that I once knew uh-huh. about my culture. I've I've been, like, making more efforts to learn about... I mean, well, not really, but, like, (laughs) you know... You plan on it. (laughs) No, but we have, like, holidays every once in a while, and, like, our parents will do some, like, uh, like, ritual celebration. (laughs) I'm gonna say puja, because that's, like... Worshipping session. But I've been more inclined to, like, learn about it now and understand what it means, because I think it's... I think coming from a culture is such a great thing, and it's, like, part of you, you know? No matter how much you want to associate with that it's always going to be part of where you came from and who you are and it also just makes me sad like i i definitely had all those experiences growing up where like oh my god the worst is like indian food and my mom gave me like oh my god yeah baratas or like it's like this like green tortilla that i would get for lunch i remember this one kid in my elementary school and he like stood up i was eating it by myself because again not too many friends (laughs) i was eating it by myself where were we it was kindergarten oh. yeah and okay i had so many friends for the rest of elementary school don't worry but kindergarten not that many um he stood up at the lunch table and he saw what i was eating and he like pointed at it this was traumatizing he pointed <laughs> at it and he screamed why is it green <laughs> and then from then on i was like you cannot i told my mom after school she's like no more i was like no more indian food so i started taking like pbjs and stuff which like, don't taste great obviously but, like, I just, like, hated so much about, like, Indian culture growing up. The worst was when we, like, celebrated um, one of our, like, holidays. And that involved, like, wearing, like, traditional Indian clothes mm-hmm. and, like, going outside of your house. Yeah. And I remember being, like, like in a constant state of, like, anxiety when we were doing that. Oh, my I was, like, God. what if a neighbor drives by? And now, like, I think about it, I'm, like, so what if a neighbor drives yeah. by? Yeah. Like, if they care, like, then they're racist. Like, that's <laughs> no, on them. No. Like, I remember I would... I would go to like some somebody's house for like um, some oh, holiday, and, going to the and then no, oh my god, before. or I would go to like Walmart before. Yeah, 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 to get like flowers. Or and something. then I'd be like, I better not see anyone I know. No, I'm with my see like anyone because I didn't want them to see me. I didn't want to see them to see my parents. Even like, I don't know. It's just it's so much unnecessary embarrassment for something that like is it should not be embarrassed yeah. about. And I don't know, I think it's kind of sad because now, like, almost, like, losing so much of my culture has made me realize how much I missed it yeah. and how much I value it. And it's sad that that's what it took for me to value it, but, but at least at least we at value, least I value it. it now. Also, really funny, um, we went to Goodwill once together, and <laughs> oh we my looking God. through the costume section, and we found so many traditional Indian clothes. We, bought, we found, like, traditional, like, Chinese dresses, 
like Indian dresses. And then like, like Tinkerbell costumes. Yeah, like, what? all on the same rack. I was like, this is not right. This is why I hated my culture in my childhood. <laughs> like this mentality. But yeah, I think that's a, I, I guess it's a silver lining. Cause mm -hmm. like now looking back, now I like genuinely will try yeah. to make so many more efforts to and stay I think, in touch. I think that's just a part of growing up too. Like accepting all these things about yourself that you didn't like or you're embarrassed about before. And realizing that they're really important to who you I are. I think it's sad thinking of it from like your grandparents' point of view. Uh -huh. Like I always just like think about it. Like even just like my great grandparents, like who I've never met. Like they they've been through so much living yeah, that yeah. time in India to get my family to where it is today. And for me to just be like embarrassed of that. I know. Speaks so badly about myself. Yeah. Like who do I think I like, am? Like you know? even my parents, even both of our parents, like originally lived in India and came here, but they lived a whole life in India. It's not like once they came to America, their actual life started. Like everything that happened in India that is like part of our culture was all made up like who we are. Yeah. And it, it makes me sad talking to my grandparents because when I was really little, I would I was able to speak with them like very well. But now I have to, I speak in like broken, broken my language. <laughs> <laughs> broken my language. My language. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I'm just like, like they's, I'm not very eloquent in they, my language. <laughs> my mom, like my mom, my grandma, my mom's side always speaks to me in English now, and my mom like is like, no, speak to her in my language. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid. Why don't we just say it? I mean, too late now. Yeah, whatever. Watch the next episode, and you'll find out what my language is. <laughs> Maybe you speak my language too. <laughs> Chances are you probably do. <laughs> our viewership right now <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> hey there okay oh my god trader joe's is looking for workers alaska joe's is looking for <laughs> alaska joe's do they have trader joe's here in alaska or is that a mainland concept? no that's a mainland thing. yeah yeah maybe hawaii too no probably not no no hawaii has too many like other alternatives all natural grocery stores yeah, yeah. yeah here in hawaii here, sorry, here, here in Alaska, we steal blubber and yep. icicles. Yeah. And, and we have nothing to do for kids. fun. <laughs> There's literally nothing to yeah. do. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> um, I just... Okay, this episode's getting kind of long, but I had, like, one more that I thought mm -hmm. of on the spot. Are you done? Speaking yeah, I'm done. Okay. Go ahead. Um, and this is my hair. Okay, so the oh other night... God, yes. It was, like, I... 12 a.m. And I had practice the next morning, and I had to wake up at 4.38. It's a very specific alarm. And I remember being like in a completely like stressed out mode because I was like, if I don't fall asleep in the next two minutes, I'm gonna get like four and a half hours of sleep, if even that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna cut my hair. So then I got up in like a trance and I just chopped off like five inches of my hair. And I've grown up absolutely hating my hair mm -hmm. because my hair isn't me too, like obviously curly, and it's also definitely not straight. So my mom like didn't really know what to do with it, so she'd always just brush it out. So I grew up just brushing out my actually curly hair, and it would it would look terrible, absolutely terrible, like frizzy, not cute. I would always have to like tie it back or like wear like braids or something. So just not great for my overall self confidence. Mm -hmm. And then freshman year, I like straightened it every day, which is like I feel like everyone goes through that phase if you yeah. have curly hair. Also, yeah, if you have curly hair, you know this whole process yeah. of like not actually knowing how to handle it. So then I just decided to like cut it off. So now it's like the shortest it's ever been. I gave myself little like layers, little <laughs> curtain bang situation, I would like to think. Um, and I tried like the curly hair routine for the first time. 
and I realized like okay I actually do like my mm -hmm. hair like wait this doesn't look terrible and I realized like hey like I'm not ugly <laughs> I've just been doing ugly things to my hair <laughs> so yeah I guess that's a, that's a little silver yeah line. no I actually relate entirely because we both have the exact same type yeah. of hair but I have such bad memory like growing up my hair used to be my biggest insecurity oh, among many other things but like I have this memory in sixth grade I was writing something on the board and my hair was like very big and fluffy <laughs> and it was like shoulder length but like a little bit longer but my hair's super thick right so it was like voluminous big, yeah but I was writing something on the board and this white boy goes Ravina your hair looks like a wig <laughs> I was like what no this no fifth grade I was carpooling with this girl who I was like friends with at the time and she didn't refer to my hair as hair she called it my poof no. and I was like oh my god so that that became like my biggest insecurity growing up obviously or just like in general and I, remember, I have like distinct memories of like being in my bathroom before school taking water and just definitely <laughs> having to flatten my hair so it would be poofy and you'd get to school and, and it was disgusting just, it would dry out and it'd just be like literally just like wires sticking out of your head so yeah i think now i think if you look at both of our hair you're like wow they look like they kind of know what they're doing yeah like and uh, i think that's just like a really mm -hmm. nice little full circle not even full circle it, yeah it's just a nice moment <laughs> no and i think because i had pretty like long medium hair and then i cut it all off in eighth grade like super short um and then that kind of led me to being able to like manage my curly hair more and the growth process of my hair is very long because my hair is curly right so mm -hmm. it takes longer to grow but i don't know having like fresh hair kind of made me be able to handle it better also my hair was so damaged from all the straightening and stuff oh yeah amongst other things <laughs> but just cutting off like six inches felt like such a clean start uh -huh. like i didn't realize how like disgusting and dead my ends were yeah but now now look at look at me yeah. chop exactly fresh fade <laughs> <laughs> okay um anything else i think that's it on my part I think we're running pretty long 45 minutes of good content yeah. let's go all right okay so i think that's all i have too um yeah if you if you want to let us know your silver linings, you can DM us on Instagram. DM us on Instagram at um, I'll Talk No Action Podcast. I'll Talk No Action underscore podcast. Yeah. And um, yeah, I would love to hear. We'd yeah, love yeah. To we hear would. Anything. We would. Um, yeah. And if you also have any questions or comments for our few, or for yeah, few we would viewers. like to do a Q&A at some point. So if you guys have any questions or anything you want to. If you have multiple questions. If yeah. You have, Shoot, shoot everything at a us. A lot of questions. Yeah, please. Feel free to DM us. We'd love to hear you guys. Just um, any sort of literally anything. You can tell me please what you had. For, you can tell me what you had for lunch today, and I would listen. We actually had uh, one and a half bagels each this morning. Yep. So well fueled for this from um, um, our our local Alaska bagel. Alaska bagels. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're done. <laughs> okay. uh, this um, is all talk, no action podcast, and. Um, Tune in for the next episode soon. Bye, guys. See Bye. you later.